Welcome to another edition of Maverick University. I'm your host, David Hallberg. Joining me today is Brother Todd Pschendick, an evangelist and also camp director at Kite River Revival Campgrounds. In our conversation with Brother Todd today, we'll be discussing the camp ministry and what it means to our teenagers and our churches and also uh, what it means uh, to our pastors and our youth pastors as well. So thanks so much for joining us, Brother Todd. Thank you for having me. I've been looking forward to doing this. Yeah, it's a, a lot of great conversations we can have about camp ministry and um, those of us who grow up in church uh, certainly have fond memories of camp and um, just look on it back on it with fondness. But what you found yourself as in a situation of growing up in that scenario, but then mm -hmm. now have moved on to the other side of the camp ministry to actually running one. And you see it now probably from a totally different angle than you ever have before. Yes, I, I do. Uh, I had a youth pastor to ask me the other day, what did you do to deserve that job? And I said, what do you mean? I love it. And I love doing it because it's what God has called me to do. And I remember one of my first earlier experiences at camp was at a family camp when we were, when I was probably about five or four or five years old, my family went together to a family camp. And that was my first experience that I remember going to a camp, but grew up going to different camps and making great decisions. And it really impacted my life in a great way. And uh, I really felt that when I was 11 years old, that that would be something that God would want me to do. And I'm, I'm, and he really was working on my heart about that. And I surrendered to that call at 11 years old. So today's topic will be just that. It's, you know, basically this, your story of going from camper to camp director, you know, how God led you and guided you along the way um, into the camp ministry. And so why don't you tell us a little bit about your experience as a camp director, and then I guess we'll back up to um, as maybe as a young person, you know, being mm -hmm. led into the camp ministry. Well, I wasn't sure where the calling would lead me, and uh, at the time when I was 11 uh, and I surrendered to this calling, uh, we had a great camp that our church went to. For all intents and purposes, there was not a need for something like this. But as I got into my junior year of college, the camp that we went to closed down. And and uh, what I remember, make, I remember making that decision at 11 years old, but then uh, there was now a need. And God had orchestrated that in time to prepare me, to call me back when I was 11 for a time when I was now a junior in college and we had no place to send our young people. And our camp started right here at Providence Baptist College. Wow. So what happened was uh, we called a few other churches in need of sending our own young people. This was the junior age kids first through, I think we the first year we did it fourth through sixth grade. And we needed a place to send them to camp. So we housed it at the college facility here because you all had the dorms space and uh, there wasn't much going on during the summertime. You had a great swimming pool and we were looking forward to using that and we had game fields outside. So it was good training ground. And where I thought I was, uh, my schooling was over during the summertime, unbeknownst to me, I was getting more schooling at Providence Baptist College that I didn't even realize I was getting at the time because we started that camp. We called it Camp Maverick and we ran it for three summers. And uh, we went from 53 to 100 and I think 10 the second summer to 173 the third summer. Uh, and there was just a one week camp. It wasn't all summer long, but just sure. one week long. And actually that was 
2005, 6, and 7, or 6, 7, and 8. And uh, just yesterday, a pastor sent me a postcard that we sent out those, I think, on the second year of Camp Maverick uh, of an activity we did. And we sent all the campers home with these postcards saying, thank you for coming to Camp Maverick. And they still kept that to this day. That's pretty neat. Yeah. So that was one of those situations where it just rose, the need rose out of nowhere. Yes. And then were you one of those people who volunteered or you, maybe Pastor Gomez even picked up the phone and called you and yes. said, hey, I want you to be involved with this. Brother, Brother Steve Swarga was very influential in that. He remembered that and I talked to him on and off about my calling and uh, he remembered that. And so we worked together on those first three summers of Camp Maverick and we did it together. And he was kind of uh, the, he kind of oversaw it and uh, helped me with that as I learned and trained those first three summers. Okay, so those three years at Camp Maverick, then what happened after that? The, then the third summer, we finished up the third summer and we were getting ready to start our fourth. And I got a call that Cedar River Baptist Camp, the camp that we used to go to when I was a young person, was coming up on the market for sale. And... I was a little nervous and I didn't know what was going to happen, but um, we had the opportunity to buy it. And to make a long story short, we did. And uh, we purchased it, I think, in 2009 and uh, in March or so. And work began on a property that had sat for five or six years. And we moved what we knew as Camp Maverick over to Cedar River Baptist Camp. We moved from about a five-acre parcel of land, of borrowed land that we used temporarily to our own facility of 53 acres at, in, in the southeast corner of Iowa. That's awesome. And so it went from one week of camp to yes. now a full summer. And yes. now this is a full-time job now for you for the first time. Yes. And you've moved out to Iowa. And then during mm -hmm. non-camp time, you're back in the Elgin area. Yes. Again. In the off season, I travel and present the camp at different churches, go to missions conferences, preach at different youth meetings and things like that. But just to give you a big snapshot of where the ministry has led us, and then we can dive into some more specific topics. We went from the five acres on borrowed land at, at, uh, at, uh, at the facility here at Providence Baptist College, and we would do activities at the church. And so it was a small piece of land to 53 acres at Cedar River Baptist Camp, where we spent 10 years. And then we moved to our current facility, which is now in Rochelle, Illinois, and it's called Kite River Revival Campgrounds. And that is 560. 17, 517 acres. Wow. So from five acres to 53 to 517, that has been the progression. And this summer, I just finished my 15th year in camp work. Wow. So obviously the next step after that is you just keep multiplying the size of the property by 10. Right? Yes, we're hoping Canada comes up for sale or something. So we're, well, we're keeping our options open. I know that President Trump was interested in buying Greenland, I think. Oh, he I'll was. have to drop him a line yeah, and see what he says about Talk to him that. about that. But, but right now, uh, you know, you got to leave it in God's hands. But I can, I have a lot of room to grow. And in my finite mind, I think, oh, this is as big as we'll ever get. But only God knows when you follow his plan and his leading it's amazing where it takes you that you never thought you would end up being. So that's the story of your camp ministry experience and where you are right now. Um, let's back up again to when you were a kid. You said you were 11 years old and you surrendered 
to the camp ministry. That's a pretty specific calling. It was. And uh, I remember talking to my parents about it for uh, uh, several weeks and uh, just leading up to going forward on a Sunday night and making that call to the ministry public. Uh, I remember, you know, things happen in your life that you don't really know why per se, but you look back at, on them now and you realize, oh, God had a purpose and a plan for that. And I preach a message to teenagers a lot of times entitled, The Puzzle That's Your Life. And a lot of times you see this puzzle, life as a puzzle and you're confused how all these pieces fit together. And then, but if you hand them over to God and let him put the puzzle together, hand it back to you, that's kind of the premise of the message. Then you see, oh, wow, I never realized God had all this planned for me. Well, I, I look back on my childhood and I remember a house in, uh, on, on, a, on 515 Summit Drive in Barrington. And we lived at the end of this hill. And in the backyard, we had a large maple tree, huge, gigantic maple tree with a limb that hung over. And it made for a perfect tire swing. And so we had a big swing there in the backyard. In addition to that, my dad, my brother and I built a playhouse in the backyard. And uh, we had a BMX uh, mound uh, or, or dirt path that we had made ourselves. We had a trampoline back there. We had a uh, golf cart, go-karts, and uh, all the kids in the neighborhood wanted to come play in our backyard. We had the best time. I even drew up plans for uh, a, a, a little stream, a moat that I was going to dig in the backyard so I could have uh, a canoe, um, I guess, excursion uh, where people could paddle around the neighborhood or around my backyard. Once I presented it to my dad, he kind of shot that one down. But most of the things we did he let us do, and um, we had the best time. We had, I loved coming up with new activities and things in our backyard. That being, we had all the kids in the neighborhood that wanted to come play at our, in our backyard. One time, this neighbor lady came over, and she lived three doors down, and she came and she said, are you the family with the big swing in the backyard? And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, here I am like 10 years old, and I'm thinking, did their kid get hurt? Did they fall off? Do I have insurance? What is insurance? I'm thinking to myself, I don't even know what insurance is, right? Yeah. And uh, and uh, she goes, that looks like a lot of fun. Can I try it? And I'm like, oh, sure. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Help yourself. And so I look back on that time period. And I think to myself, Brother Dave, I was running a camp at 10 years old, at 11 years old. I had the cabins. I had the activities. I had the, 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 I even sold concessions to the neighbor kids. I, I was trying to make a buck. Oh, yeah. And, There's uh, always a way to make a buck. But I look back on that now, and I'm thinking to myself, that was something God was preparing me for a camp ministry, and, that, and I love what I do. Well, that's a great lesson for um, any young person, you know, because you're absolutely right. Their life is a puzzle. It's just a bunch of blank pages, largely. Very few pages of their life have been written, and what has been written in their life may not make any sense to them mm -hmm. just yet, and they may feel that God wants them to do something, and they don't realize that yeah. God is already starting to equip yes. them to accomplish a specific task. And, and we need to see those th those incidents that happen, whether good or bad, and I, and I parallel it to the life of Joseph. All these things happened in his life. He didn't understand why it was happening, but in the end, it was for him to save a known world from total annihilation and destruction and to show that there was a true God in Israel and that anyone could trust in, and he saved his family because of it. So I make that parallel. As you went through um, your you know, junior high, high school years, was there, were there other instances that you can think back on that, man, God really 
opened up doors of opportunity for me to do things that really I'm actually, you know, I benefit from today. I went to Cedar River Baptist Camp the last two years it was open, which would have been 2004 and 2005 under the previous administration before we bought it. And I went as a camp director or as a, as a counselor for our young people. Okay. And yeah. uh, so our junior age young people went to camp and I went there. But I went with the idea of trying to learn the behind the scenes and everything else that was happening. And I went and talked to the staff and I went and they took me in the office and gave me literature and things that I could learn from and in hopes of going into that ministry one day. But I do remember when I was 11 years old, after I walked forward on a Sunday night and made it made that decision public in church, in our church. And Pastor Gomez took the card and went, kind of looked at it confused and he said, Todd is coming tonight and he is surrendering to be a camp director. Wow. He said, Miss Gomez and I were just talking this afternoon how we would love to have a camp out of our church. And and here he is uh, <laughs> surrendering to that call. And he goes, you know what, folks? He said, and our church is very small at the time. He said, you know what, folks? Sometimes we'll rent a camp here and we'll go to a different camp here and we'll utilize this facility or rent out a park district or for something. How much, how, how good would it be to put all those resources into our own property one day? He said, I would love to do that. And just to get, and his vision has always been to have all of the family uh, at camp at the same time. So they all make good decisions and get, fired up at the same time and go home as a family uh, rejuvenated and on fire for God. But he said, folks, think, you know, it could end up, maybe it'd be end up cheaper having our own property versus sending money in all these different directions. Well, I know though that statement is not true because if you want to have a camp, you want to start one, have at it, try it. It is a it, it can it can take a lot of resources. But I remembered that st one statement as a kid, and I went to camp that summer, and I said to the camp director one night, he came in to say goodnight to everybody, and, he, and I said, I got a new Bible. Would you sign it? And he said, oh, I'd be glad to. And so he signed my Bible, and I said, God's called me to be a camp director. And he goes, oh, that's great, Todd. I'm so proud of you. That's exciting. And I said, and, and our pastor says it'd be cheaper to have our own camp than come to yours. <laughs> and he goes, well, well, God bless you, son. And he handed me his bi my Bible and, I, and he walked out and I go, hmm, I don't think I said that right <laughs> as 11 years old. Well, he didn't have to worry about it. He had a, little, a lot of time to let you grow up a little yes, bit first. So. But now he tells everybody in the country, he said, Todd told me at 11 years old that I was going to take, that he was going to take my job and he did it. And so <laughs> I, I'm like, I didn't exactly say it that way. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it that way, but that's. That's how the calling came at 11 years old. All right. Well, this is a blessing to a lot of young people, I'm sure. And thanks very much for talking to us about this. And if you want to see other episodes uh, that include conversations with Brother Todd Abshendik, you can go down to the description below and find the links to those other conversations. Thanks so much for watching.